to another episode of the 10 Frame Podcast for Emerging Artists. My name is Kelly Thompson, and you can find me at kellythompsonart.com or on Instagram at kellyktompsonart. I'm Kevin Kirkwood, and you can find me at kevinwillpaint.com or my Instagram handle is kevinwillpaint. 10 Frame now has a patrons page on our website where anyone can contribute to the podcast to help us cover associated costs so we can continue to share our conversations from the artistic community with you. The website is the10frame.podbean.com. Thank you in advance. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The 10 Frame. Today we are speaking with Will Crutchfield and Liam Gilday. Uh, Both are wrapping up their time at the Savannah College of Art and Design. Liam is based out of Boston, he's a photographer, and Will is, I would say, a mixed media artist based out of Dallas, Texas. Today, uh, we're sitting in in the gallery space called The Nest, it's in Savannah. It's a two-person show, um, and we're going to probably unfold or unpack what this show is all about. It's called Thick as Thieves, and it'll be wrapped up before this episode gets out, but it's a, a three-day show, I think. And yeah, so thanks, guys, for Monday. spending some time with us. Appreciate it. For sure. Yeah, thanks for letting us come by and check out the show. Um, yeah, man, thanks for having us Great work, on. very impressive. Yeah. And um, right off the bat... Thanks, you guys. Will, if you want to start first, where can people find you? Sure, yeah. So you can find my work at willcrutchfieldstudio.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at willcrutchfieldstudio or at willcrutchfieldphoto if you'd like to see some of my analog photography work as well. Cool. And Liam? You can find me on my website at um, liamvgildea.com. That's that's G-I-L-D-E-A. Yeah, (laughs) G-I-L-D-E-A. And then um, also on my Instagram, liam.gilde, G-I-L-D-E-A. Cool. All right. Well, let's um, let's jump right in and give people a little bit of a description of the show. Um, I'd like to get uh, an individual, you know, just kind of, it doesn't have to be super um, thorough, but a a kind of a brief synopsis of what um, the impetus was behind the body of work that you that you're showing now and kind of the um, you know the substance of it and um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the collabs that you guys are doing together so well why don't you just give us a little breakdown of, of uh, what you're showing sure yes yeah. so um, the work that I'm showing in thickest thieves is a body of work I've been doing for about the last three years or so um, that uses uh, found photographs and found objects uh, composed in these uh, sculptural works and these large uh, color field paintings um, that kind of explore the power of association and um, using these sort of forgotten objects to create new narratives um, and that sort of thing. Awesome. And I've seen a lot of your stuff around Alexander Hall. Yeah. The one piece that I really wanted to talk to you about, um, and we can jump back to it, but it's the one that's got the bike. Uh, oh yeah, the bike uh, handle is right behind. It's called me. Uh, called Carts and Horses. Okay, I, that's super interesting. It almost. Thank you. The the bike handle reminded me of um, like bullhorns. Yeah, yeah. I I intended it to be kind of reminiscent of that, like uh, 
Oh, well, first of all, the style of handlebars that those are, are literally called bullhorn okay. handlebars. Um, and so that, that's kind of where the inception of it came from. But I was really interested in this idea of like the juxtaposition between like the natural and the industrial mm-hmm. um, and kind of messing with like uh, the ambiguity of like that figuration. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it gave me um, a little bit of a flashback to Picasso and Cubism because mm, you mm-hmm. have the, the, the rectangular form. So basically. Yeah. These like very simplified, but like still representational exactly. forms. And yeah. So you're, you have, you kind of have that combination of these, these organic forms with the, with the big. Um, so it's, it's a sculptural piece where the, the rectangle right. is, is almost like a flattened rectangular box standing on its end Um, yeah yeah i would i would consider it like if you could take a wood panel from a painting and make it three-dimensional that's like effectively what the substrate is right yeah yeah um it it, it's effective in space too i mean it's it's nice you you can walk around it thank you yeah yeah i've really been um like lately in the work, I've really been interested in kind of like taking these selections of found materials and then letting them really like kind of dictate the form that they take on. Um, so so yeah, like letting the uh, letting the material of the work like really inform the finished result rather than um, the other way around. And it's been it's been uh, you know leading me down some really interesting uh, avenues, especially with like the sculptural work. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I want to touch on that again too. But let's yeah. uh, let's jump over to Liam. Liam, um, same. If you want to just give us a little bit of a um, little background on, on what you got shown here. Yeah, for sure. So these bigger pieces are from a series of work I made last spring, and uh, they're called Survey. It's Survey One through Survey Seven are in here right now, and um, like Will, they're like color fields, and I'm putting these black and white images and juxtaposing. Um, the different the two different formats I'm using, which is a 35 millimeter half frame camera, and that's what the two larger color images are. And then um, I'm also using, or I used to use a Mamiya 645, and that's what the black image is from. And that's medium format film, yeah. yeah. So it's like ju- juxtaposing these sort of like taking this like low low fidelity like very pedestrian like photography practice and making that like huge and then taking this like really professional like high fidelity format and like minimizing it kind of this like play between like the micro and macro yeah yeah and then also all of it is documentary based i'd say it's um a more contemporary contemporary way of uh looking at um documentary photography um I feel like a lot of people think of documentary photography as like documenting people. Yeah, they think of they just immediately think of like photojournalism yeah. almost. And I I love that, but um I like to document the landscape that I live in and what's around me. So So these are savannah? Um most of them, primarily. yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> primarily savannah. There's some that aren't, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then let's see. I guess uh like the other locations that are like prevalent in your work are probably like Massachusetts yeah Mass and Maine Maine and then I I travel a decent amount so some of the stuff in here is from the south of France 
Yeah, yeah, like the uh, the silver gelatin stuff, yeah. the black and white work that's around. Um, a lot of that is from, from just, Lacoste. Just the two, just the two. Of oh yeah, just, just yeah. the two big ones. Yeah. That's right. I'm um, not noticing people, right? It's just yeah. Is it primarily just it's objects? It's primarily just and objects and um, surveying the landscape. Survey, yeah, saying, surveying yeah. the landscape. Um, it's like a um, an observation on what humans leave behind, and like that footprint that we have on our landscape that we live in. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of, like, where Thickest Thieves and sort of, like, the intentions behind the show sort of came from is this, like, interest in sort of exploring and comparing, like, these two different modes of documenting, like, uh, material culture. For sure, because you are taking your found family photos and you're in a way preserving them in your paintings yeah yeah and I, I think there's definitely like a um like a documentarian quality uh yeah. to to both of our yeah. bodies of work even though they're very different approaches yeah yeah liam you're documenting your surroundings yeah that's yeah, yeah. just basically and yeah i think the it, the obviously the absence of people in there is intentional right? yeah yeah and yeah. that in itself says something about the work and it also um, really magnifies you know what you're trying to focus on which is the physical landscape yeah yeah and i think it i think it really like uh helps to really um like cement that kind of sense of place uh that the work gives you yeah and the juxtaposition too i mean obviously taking the the black and whites and it's so just to describe the one that I'm looking at behind you here, which, what is the name of this one? Uh, I don't have a name for it. It's a survey. They're labeled survey one through, because the uh, body of work is survey. Um, that is... Oh, survey. are you talking about this one? No, no, the, fo- the photo the that's photo. behind you. Yeah, so yeah, survey that's, one. That's number five. And that's survey number five. I should know. Survey that. five. So it's got two large... <laughs> okay, I numbered them, not you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, two large color photos um, in the horizontal format. What are they like? Eighteen by. It's um twenty four by thirty five or thirty six. Yeah, so twenty four by thirty six. Okay, twelve. So twelve by twenty four single images. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of counterintuitive. So because the larger (laughs) photos are a lot more simplified, and you're focusing on form, and the smaller black and white that's laid over top of them is. A lot more there's a lot more information in there oh for sure so it it almost asks you to get closer and yeah try to figure out what's mm-hmm. going on yeah in a way i'm inviting you to like take this closer step and really like look at these black and white images because they're a much higher quality than the yeah. images and that surround them yeah. not the not just because i'm blind but I really want to get up and like stand <laughs> go look at it because it's kind of yeah. hard to tell what's going yeah. on but that's I think that that is a successful part of, of that where you're, For sure. you're um, intuitively you want to get up and, and take a look. Take yeah. A look. Yeah. And, you know, I think the I think the sharpness um, and like the detail of the black and white images is really ni- nicely intensified by like the the grain and the sort of like almost like impressionistic quality that the colored yeah, images yeah. have. Like I feel like whenever you do get up close to look at that black and white image, then the color work really kind of starts to like immerse 
immerse you and sort of uh, like take over your vision and it's, it's interesting. Yeah, and then some of these it's almost like a game of hide and seek trying to find the black and white images. Yeah, some of, some of them like uh, in, the, in the front room uh, with that series of three that's hung up, um, it's the I believe it's the it's one the with the one. the the one with the fence the yeah, chain link yeah. fence in it and yeah. then the one with the pipes. Yeah. Um, I um, I almost always like lose the black and white image in those compositions until I really start to like focus just look in on, on it. that. Yeah. 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 It's interesting, and I I feel like that's an interesting commentary on just um, you know a lot of the the spaces that you photograph are these kind of like very transient spaces that are overlooked by most people and so I think yeah, that's an yeah, interesting yeah, commentary good, on like good point you know you you could just be missing all this stuff all the time and have no idea yeah 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 and also the I think there's a there's kind of a shift where you're playing with the picture plane because mm -hmm. at least especially with this one here it's kind of it almost looks like the black and white is a hole that's poked in mm. to the front space so you're kind of looking oh, through yeah. it I could especially with those rich like shadowy areas yeah so yeah. it almost looks like there's something behind the two color pieces so <coughs> it's definitely sorry listen it's definitely uh, you know something that that has a lot to say about the surface itself because there's some dimensionality that come out mm -hmm. yeah and like trying to trying to create that from these like intentionally very planar compositions I think is like um, I, I mean I'm sure it's like an interesting uh, just like design challenge it is it is yeah especially shooting with that half frame camera because you're I mean at least when I was doing it this this work all the frames are taken in camera so yeah, yeah, so those those two images are um, they're they're next to each other on the negative, like on yeah. the roll of film, and so they're um, like so basically all the uh, all the pairings of images are done in camera, mm -hmm. um, which is you know it, it, interesting. Definitely, it uh, adds another. It, cha it changes too. your workflow a lot when you're out shooting because you have to be thinking in diptychs all the time. You have to be yeah. thinking in pairs. So you only your intent is to only have the diptychs, or do you sometimes use? So just um, sometimes I do use. Recently, I've oh. been using just the diptychs, and that's with the spread out work. That's uh, site specific. The little yeah, like um, this little guy down here. Oh wow! The, the little prints scattered the along the walls. Installations. <laughs> but yeah, so that's more of what I've been doing with that camera recently, and it's more about the the conversation between the two photos, just the two photos, and how that conversation can keep going back and forth. And usually yeah. it's a pretty witty conversation. Like, <laughs> yeah. Describe that. Um, you, make a lot of, you make a lot of visual jokes. Like, just know? like puns, yeah, visual jokes. Yeah, like, um, uh, for example, this one, this one in the front entryway uh, with the uh, like water grate and then the crosses in the window that are upside down. Uh, so the, the joke is, uh, it's unholy, unholy water. water yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then um, the black and white photo in that one is uh is from the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah I shot that in the Vatican. It goes a layer deeper. Yeah, I think one of the things that might be fun to play with too is the naming of the pieces. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if you had something that referenced that, it would cause people to kind of you know, that's there's another layer in there somewhere that you could kind of poke at a little bit. Yeah, yeah, make some more yeah. remarks. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, but our uh, 
our our shared love for like jokes and puns and like lightheartedness in art is definitely like one of the things that like brought this show together. I'd say that's like the whole concept behind Thick as Thieves. Yeah, I mean, even just the name itself is like very like chummy, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. and that's like common for you guys playing jokes on each other and. I wouldn't even like. Tripping him when he's coming into the studio, you know, (laughs) make some some abstract art when he drops paint on the floor or something like that. I mean, we definitely definitely poke fun, that's that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, But I I don't know, I wouldn't wouldn't say either of us is like a prankster or anything like that, (laughs) which is probably to our own benefit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, humor is really needed in art. I agree. Yeah. You know, even if it's not directly, if it's part of the process, it seeps yeah. its way in somewhere. Yeah. Um, because well, I also think that that's another level of, not intelligence, but it adds an extra layer of information in yeah. there that that I think is, is, is good. You know, you're also yeah. saying that and you're just, not taking yourself so seriously. And it just gives know? people yeah. that, that added opportunity to just, like, connect with your work and with you on a deeper level, you know. Like, not even, like, like, a deeper level, but more like a human level. Because yeah, I feel like humans, approachable. Yeah, yeah, totally. you can yeah. Like, like that's a funny dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, not no, afraid no. of like sparking up a conversation. And I've, I always thought that like humor and like lightheartedness in art definitely it, it make it makes the work feel more accessible yeah. for sure. Um, like, and especially like uh, for me, anyways, with the work that I've been making lately, I feel like um, visually there's definitely a lot of very like formal qualities about it. Um, and so I, you know, I, I try to make work that is formal without being um, too serious. Like, I, I think you can make work that's, that's formalist and still be humorous and, and lighthearted and, yeah, and all of that. And I think that just, you know, it makes, um, it, it just makes the work that much more inviting for, for the viewer. Yeah. You know? And if like that's I, part of your process, it probably makes, I mean, I know I use humor in my work too. Yeah. It makes the process a little bit more interesting when you're when you're putting it together mm-hmm. also. Um, but as a viewer, you know, most work is very subjective. You know, Absolutely. you're you're drawn to certain things, but humor there's common commonality to humor so that you're yeah. you're giving something that's a little yeah. like you said, like accessibility somebody, that's it's something that, that, that somebody appeals gets to the a large audience. The joke. Like there's not as much subjectivity there. Yeah, everyone has yeah. a common thread with humor. Yeah, most people. Most some yeah. people don't have <laughs> any sense of humor. Most and most, yeah. The people we they want. can buy your art too, but you know. Yeah. It just might not be as interesting for them. <laughs> right. So some of the, some of the pieces that you have will are in bags. Mm-hmm. Vacuum sealed bags. Right, what's, yeah. what's that about? Um, so the vacuum seal works are something I started doing uh, like about six months ago or so, um, and I it sort of came about as this like I was looking for something to do as kind of a peripheral practice to um, my painted works um, and something that had. Uh, like a little bit less commitment level and a little bit more immediacy because uh, I mean the the paintings they they take a long time um, they take a lot of labor they take a lot of prep um, and so I really wanted something where I could kind of explore those same concepts of like creating these associative narratives with found objects and stuff like that but something that you know I could do 
like that. Um, and so the vacuum seal stuff kind of came about because it was this way for me to just like really quickly like combine a couple of objects and create a composition and then you press a button and it's sealed forever, you know? And so it's that, it, like, it's that kind of play between like permanence and impermanence that I think like, uh, like drew me into doing these works. Are they all like eight and a half by 11 size bags or? Um, so there, there's a couple of varying sizes. Um, the vacuum, vacuum bags also come in like uh, rolls that you can like cut your own length from. So we have a couple ones like the one in that back room um, that's like 11 by 30 or so. Um, but yeah, they, they come in different sizes. Like there's a grid of uh, like eight by tens in there. And then all of these like medium sized ones are 11 by 13s. How many do you have? Um, let's see, there's nine seven. in there. Yeah, there's, there's nine in that grid in the front room, and then there's six collaborations. Uh, the, the larger ones in the uh, main space are collaborative works between me and Liam. We thought that would be a good way to kind of uh, combine our um, like collections of collage materials and sort of create like a synthesis between our two like bodies of work. There's definitely a spontaneity to it. I could see yeah, putting the stuff yeah. in the bag and going, yep, I'm done. You seal it up and you're like, damn it, I should have put that, you know, yeah, that other thing in there. You just rip it right open. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's oh, great because it's like you can Don't just, say that. I like, like the other way. <laughs> like you can just, but you can just cut, you can just cut it open and, and move it and reseal it. But, you know, if you, if you don't cut it open and, and move it and reseal it, then it's, it'll stay like that basically forever. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's, like I said, it's that play between like permanence and impermanence. Yeah. Like, Do you ever paint on them? Um, I haven't. I've painted, uh, I've painted like little bits and bobs to go inside of them before. Mm -hmm. It'd be uh, interesting I've, I've to like conceal yeah. a big chunk of it so you can only see part of what's in the bag. Yeah. yeah. I, it'd be cool to, um, maybe, maybe be cool to like dip them in paint or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see that for sure. Or fling them into paint, you know, yeah. just like, um, the bag. Great. Grace and, uh, and Femka really wanted me to put wet paint in there and seal it just so that it was like a painting that would like never ever dry um, <laughs> but i don't know that might that might be a little bit too messy for my taste <laughs> we'll have to see you never know i mean yeah right. yeah you can try it but if you leak paint all over your vacuum sealer you might have a problem <laughs> I, I wouldn't you're just starting stoked. the paint fire that that god you know that, that yeah i don't think i'd Savannah. be very stoked about that <laughs> <laughs> Will Crutchfield guy started the fire. Yeah. Will, Will, Will Crutchfield, former painter and famous arsonist. <laughs> kind of rhymes with artist. Yeah, here, yeah, there he goes. Well, Kevin, you're, you, you burn stuff Whatever. in your studio. And houses. <clears throat> I've burned a house before. <laughs> oh, boy. Jeez. We don't have to dig that deep. <laughs> it was an accident. But, um, so... What, I guess, what are some of your, insp what inspires you creatively? Who, who are some of your inspirations? Maybe music or artists? Sure, yeah. Um, I don't know, I feel like, uh, I, I get a lot of inspiration from, um, like, photographers and stuff. I feel like uh, for, like, a painter and a sculpture, I don't really, uh, like, look at a ton of, like, paintings and sculptures to, like, drive to like get influence from um but lately like for photographers i've been really into uh 
like Vivian Meyer, Stephen Shore. Um, yeah, um, and then like for like with collage stuff and that sort of work, uh, I really like Ro- uh, Rosenberg mm-hmm. a lot. Um, what about music? What what music are you into? Music. Um, see, a lot I of jazz. Yeah, like I, I'm weird about music, man. Like I used to like, especially in like my early twenties and in like my teenage years and stuff. I feel like I put so much stake into like the bands and like the music and stuff that I listen to, and it's like. Now I just want like sounds that are good that fill the silence, <laughs> you know. And so, um, uh, yeah, I've been li- been listening to like a lot of jazz lately, a lot of like John Coltrane and stuff. Um, and then I, I listen to a lot a lot of uh, like uh, drum and bass and like uh, like instrumental like electronic music. Um, just yeah, I like I like music that doesn't make me think too hard, but makes my brain feel like it's a little hamster running on a wheel. You know? <laughs> that's, what, that's what music is for me. <laughs> right, um, Liam, what about you? What, what's, what are you listening to? What, what inspires you for visually? Sure. Um, for me, when I was making this body of work, the large works, um, a lot of my thought process was Louis Baltz I was inspired by. Um, nice. He's a photographer that was in the new topographics time. And um, for music, I listen to a lot of jazz. Yeah, he's uh, he's the one that got me into jazz primarily. Like so. Idri Muhammad. I don't know if I said that right. Um, I'm just scrolling through my playlist right here. Keith Mansfield, uh, Charles Mingus. So is jazz something that you've always been drawn to, or is this For the a past new few years? I've just been really listening to jazz. I've gotten out of like that rap and like <laughs> like yeah I don't know I still listen to that kind of music but it's not like it's, it's more just jazz like jazz I put on to just get into a good mindset and you ever go to the jazz club on Broughton I haven't I've been there yeah, I've been there go, once man. We're you should go it is yeah. it was I, I would highly recommend for that oh my god it was like halfway through the set and I didn't want to pay like full price for only half the set and I was walking by it's not so good but yeah if you have time to um you know an evening set set apart I know it's not cheap but the I just remember the the drummer that was playing the night that we went was just phenomenal so where I had to go up and talk to him between the sets and and you know follow them on Instagram and stuff yeah yeah. I gotta make my way over there yeah what if you have a chance to to definitely do that yeah so you you guys touched a little bit on the on the collaborations or what mm-hmm. kind of was the um, you know the thread that that kind of draws you all together. He had the yeah. idea of putting all our show cards in little vacuum seal bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> so, know if you guys saw those. At, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't think I did see a vacuum um, seal. We, bag. We've got some extras. I'll, yeah. I'll give you guys one, but. Yeah, as long as you, you, you guys got to sign it. Yeah, oh, oh they're, they're signed. They're all signed. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah you made it into a commodity. Uh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. You, yep. got, you got the right mindset yeah. going yeah. on. Play, yeah, play our cards right. But yeah, so we made those, and then uh, um, we thought it would be a great idea when talking about the show and putting the show together. Like, yeah, because we, we wanted to do something collaborative, um, but we weren't, we weren't really sure what... Um, in the beginning and so and uh, 
I, I don't know. I just bring it together. Yeah, I thought like the uh, the vacuum seal work would be a good thing to collaborate on because it's. Um, I mean, like like I said, it has it has that immediacy. So there's not like when when working with somebody else on it, there's not a like a whole lot of room for like bickering and like trying yeah. to figure out like decision making like you kind of just do it yeah um and yeah. so very intuitive and, yeah and so i want having, to hear the story about the bickering that's sure yeah <laughs> just make something up. but like having a having an intuitive uh like a process that's intuitive like that is is nice for for collaborative work and i think um i don't know since the uh since the vacuum seal works are so much simpler than the painted works, I find that I'm often like uh, a little bit more like didactic, a little bit more obvious in my like pairings of uh, objects and in kind of like the the humor behind them and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I mean Liam being the the silly jokester that he is, I thought that would just be uh, yeah. like the, the perfect so opportunity. So let's just describe one of them: um, toy gun is the one that was, yeah you know i know it's a smaller piece you guys collaborated on yeah. that one correct mm -hmm. so describe so, what that is you know what's in it the sizes how that came together yeah so um that piece is it's this little miniature squirt gun that liam found at like a dollar shop or something um and then it's a Canadian stamp with a cannon on it. A from, tank. It's a tank. tank. Oh, it's a tank. <laughs> it's okay, a tank. pardon me. Um, it's a Canadian stamp with a tank on it. Um, it's a cannon with wheels. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Basically, a cannon with <laughs> wheels. wheels. Yeah. Don't all cannons have wheels? Tra yeah, so uh, see, this is like cannon. Yeah, this yeah, is like the. Uh, <laughs> this is like the all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles can be squares. Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so uh, the uh, and then the stamp. The stamp came from a uh, an old like this like stamp book. It was like the, somebody's like stamp collection. It's just like uh, I don't know, like thousands of stamps from like yes. all over the world that somebody somebody just found in an antique shop and like gave to me as a gift one year. Um, but I, I've been using, I've been like pulling stuff out of that uh, forever. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, it's it's like the the inception of these works. Like I said, is like it's it's very it's very simple. It's very straightforward. Like we we literally were just looking at this tiny squirt gun, and Liam pulls out this yeah. stamp and goes, "Dude, look, there's a tank on this." <laughs> and I I went and grabbed the tiniest vacuum bag that I could and just only put those two things in there. And I was like, "This is it, dude. Like, we're done." <laughs> that's your commentary on the military-industrial complex of yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's we my. We should commentary. just replace all the tanks with squirt guns. I think that there would make the there world a much better place. Yeah. Who needs a Panzer when you can have a Super Soaker? Am I right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then your war would just be a big party, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think uh, you know, I think works like that are are funny because it's like this. It's like this really like simple, like really like what you see is what you get. Like inception of how the work was made, but then uh, we could we could sit here and come up with a bunch of like way deeper and like more profound like. Uh, interpretations of what the, just those two objects could mean yeah. sitting next to each other, right? And so I think, I think that's interesting that it's like this. Um, I, I don't know that you just like, you get way more out of it than you like put into them. I guess if that makes sense. Well, now that that one's sold, right? So yep. you, yes, it is. that's going to be someone else's. Um, 
you know, yeah. party no. um, discussion. Yeah. yeah now, now Meg could sit in, in her office and, and ponder the, uh, <laughs> the complexities <laughs> of the military-industrial <laughs> complex. All right, Meg, we're... we're Sorry, uh, Meg. We're saying you, you definitely have to listen to this podcast so we can, uh, <laughs> we can change your perception on, on the piece. <laughs> have you ever talked to Marcus Kenny? I haven't. Do you know no. who he is? Uh, vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely. He's got a show up currently at Laney. Um, oh, that's uh, that's his show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Those went, are of his paintings. But I'm only bringing it up because he he works with collage-based work. A lot of his mm-hmm. that's what his his jam is. But yeah, I don't think I've seen any of his collage work. Actually. So if you if to, you're if you look into him more at the yeah. top of the stairs at Alexander Hall. You know where the couch is? Yeah. That big piece that's up that's oh, got like that a mountain. Him? That's, that's a wolf. That's no a, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, he's that, got a couple things up, and there he's got one that's got like rockets and stuff. Like if you're walking oh, down yeah, the first no, hall towards the, the bathroom, yeah, yeah, that's his yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, dude, that one over the um, that one over the couch is a is an intense painting. Um, yeah. I like. It's just all collage work. Yeah, so yeah, and there's yeah. so there's. I mean, the, and the collage work goes so much deeper than it looks like when you're just like standing back and looking yeah. at it. Like you have, I feel like you have to be like sitting on the couch, like basically staring straight up at up at it to really appreciate. It. It's like oh, like literally every single thing in here is like a weird scrap of paper that he collected or yeah. something. Like it's so cool. Yeah, he just gets, he just collects re, like things. I'm assuming what you guys are doing. You just find things, objects, yeah, and. and Maybe I, I love to just hoard shit, you know. <laughs> like I, my my studio definitely just looks like a little trash can all the time, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good practice to have. I think if if it's you're interested in, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you have it sitting around your studio, and you may not have an idea for it until you stare at it every uh-huh. day for two years, and then something will pop, and yep. then and that'll I, create and a I have, new idea. And I have all kinds of stuff like that in like my collage material collection, like stuff that people gave to me like two or three years ago. That, yeah. Like, so I don't know what I'm gonna do with it yet, but best believe I'm gonna figure it out eventually. <laughs> you'll, you'll have an idea. Yeah. It'll come to you. Yeah, right, like if it, eventually, and, and it, it happens all, all the time where like I'll have something and I'll just have no idea what to do with it for like, three years and then you know you just like you set it in a different spot in your studio or you just like do something like one little different way and you're like oh like I could totally use that like and that just like makes it all worth it for sure so so that means when you guys are done a will you're you've already graduated so you're on to the next phase and I know Liam you're close to completing the program yep. right now um, yeah he, he walks in june too so yeah might as well be done yeah so let's talk a little bit about what your plans are moving forward um you guys can you know elaborate a little bit on, on where you're going to be or what i know that plans are not set in stone yeah, but yeah. what you got what, what's sure. going on um, so I am uh, moving up to Nantucket Island in Massachusetts in June, um, and I'm going to work a seasonal uh, photo assistant job out there for about four months. Um, yeah, so just kind of, uh, you know, just using this opportunity to kind of like incubate post grad and like uh, get a little get a little nest egg going uh, while I sort of plan my next move. 
Um, and you know, af- after that, I'd like to, uh, to hopefully do some residencies. Um, yeah. You know. Anything on the radar? Any a little bit. Any that pique your interest that you're that you want to um, shoot there, for? There, there's a couple. I, uh, I'm having trouble pulling names off the top of my head. Um, but there's a there's a residency in Iceland that uh, Hannah Bang is doing right now. Um, that seems like a really amazing opportunity. Um, there's a there's a like a really long residency program at the uh, Penland School of Craft in uh, North Carolina. It's like a it's like a three year residency program or something. Um, so like that that would be a dream for sure. Uh, Penland hit me up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean really, uh, you know, obviously uh, like finishing with my degree in painting, like I I want to do the the fine artist thing, right? But I feel like the way you really do the fine artist thing is just like look for these opportunities where you can like incubate and just continue to develop work. Yeah. Yeah. And so, wherever, yeah. wherever you are, whether it's in Nantucket or Iceland, you know, yeah, just right. <laughs> cultivating that community around you. Yeah. Yeah. Abso- absolutely. Um, making those connections. Yeah. Liam, yeah. what about you? I'll be heading up back to mass as well. I'm from there. And um, I've got a job lined up with a sneaker company, Carhu. They're Finnish-based, but uh, their headquarters in, is in my town. And um, I'll hopefully be working my way up into their lifestyle department. So, Does also, that include photography? Uh, it will include, I think, in photography. I've done photography for them before. but Yeah, you've been, you've been doing stuff for them freelance for what, like yeah. two, three years now? Yeah, editing stuff, Maybe photo longer. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I've talked to you a little earlier about this exploded view shot of one of the sneakers. Right, right. And you were telling yeah, me how that came about. Yeah. So just, just give us a quick, uh, we'll walk us through how that worked. I know it was yeah, during that's on, COVID. That's on so. view yeah. in the, uh, the Helsinki Sports Museum. It, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, um, ha- so just what describe what it is and then tell us how you put it together. Yeah, so I was uh, commissioned by Hube, the CEO at Carhu, to... Um, create this still life of this sh- these two shoes and um it was during covid so i didn't have any studio space so i turned my bedroom into a studio isn't that backdrop from that photo just a blue chair no 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 it's just it's, wait that was it no, that, that, no, that was that was a different that's a different project yeah, that's, that's <laughs> my a mistake different project but um no yeah home built studio and um i probably shot from like when the sun went down till the sun rose to like not have any outside light. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were telling me you just like completely switched your yeah. sleep schedule around for like a week straight. Yeah. Like, just so you could like hole up in your studio and yeah. just like work on I this mean, project. I mean, what else did I have to do though? It was COVID. Yeah. So. But it's yeah. it's I mean, basically like a diagram of what a shoe is made out yeah, of. So yeah. it's yeah. got it's all a, the different layers. Image. Yeah. 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 I got all the individual parts shipped um, from the factory. Uh, for, the, for those of you wondering what we're talking about, uh, <laughs> this is you, if you go to Liam's Instagram, it's right. It's there. a pretty prevalent image. You'll yeah. you'll see it. But um, <laughs> it's each uh, separation of the shoe, and it's to show the like sports science behind the shoe. And uh, what I did was I sum- suspended everything on fishing wires and shot it in camera and just spotted out all the fishing wires, so none of it's composited. So when you look at that. Yeah, it looks composite, but it's, it's pretty not. impressive. It does look like it was created in, in a digital, yeah, yeah, as yeah, a digital no, the, image. The yeah. fact that it was all done in camera is like, 
There should be a byline in there somewhere. Just said I. This was all done. Yeah, it's like with hey, a manual way, camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As yeah. impressive as the shoe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So, like, so that's that some, that's some was... crazy like complicated like rigging. I can imagine, especially just trying to do that just like in your room or whatever. Yeah. Like, better better though, that I can just imagine you like doing that outside at at, uh, at Alexander Hall. <laughs> and the wind's blowing and all the pieces are blowing <laughs> back and forth. That's it. Yeah. They got Adler Hall for that, but just, just Liam having the the worst day ever out on yeah. the porch. <laughs> How did you attach the fishing line? What was it suspending? That, I had a light that hung over the table that I used as my like <laughs> studio, <laughs> and um, so you're literally just hanging it from like yeah, I was like sure. it was like a bar that was like hung over a light, and then the bar had mm-hmm. just like fishing wire tape to it. <laughs> it was so. I want to see the outtakes. It was a mess. I yeah, there right. might be some photos. I'm not sure of the whole that would be scene. But I've only ever seen the finished one. Yeah. Well, they must have been happy with it because oh, yeah. you got a job offer. Right? Yeah, and that work was um, when it was released on their Instagram and website. They, the Finnish Olympic Museum, reached out to me, and they wanted to print it and put it in their museum for a sports science. Um, like exhibition, so that was up from, I think June to August of 2022. Yeah, and that was that was in Helsinki, right? Yeah, yeah, Helsinki. Film. Yeah, and you you went up there this. Uh, yeah, this yeah, summer. I went out this to past summer to go person. look at it. Yeah. And it was pretty cool, um, pretty cool experience. There's, there's at least one half frame shot here that's from Helsinki, right? Yeah. Or is it? Do we not put that one in? It's in there. Oh, it's okay. the, it's oh the yeah. Dive um, the yeah. So uh, the little the little like hide and seek half frames uh the small ones um there's one tucked behind that blue painting in the front room yeah um and it's of like a, a scuba diver and like a dive shop yeah it's um, like a and that, that's from helsinki yeah a mannequin scuba diver yeah <laughs> well they don't need an air tank do they nah yeah, they don't a little, less, a little less equipment um so this is just a personal thing that i wanted to, to ask you about Liam, I know I see a lot of automobiles in your work. Yeah. Is this, what is the connection between your work and, uh, and cars? I think it's just my fascination for them. Um, Porsche in specific. Porsche, yeah. But um, this past few... Loves the Porsches. Yeah, no, this, me too. Yeah, yeah, but this past year, with <laughs> my true. more conventional like documentary work where I am photographing people because I do photograph people. It doesn't look like it. (laughs) Somebody's got to drive the car, right? Somebody's got to drive the car. But this past year, I've been uh, going to mechanic shops and hanging around the mechanic shop, getting real close with these guys and comfortable enough with them to act like a fly on the wall and like document what's going on. Because I believe at least in the next hundred years, we're going to see a a depreciation in um, mechanic shops and these guys. Well, so they won't. They won't be working on combustion. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Sure. Yeah, like so. Yeah, this so is like the last generation. That you're before I came to that. SCAD, that's what I did. I ran a, a shop for 15 years. Yeah, no shit. Family business, and I'm actually doing some work right now that has has mechanical parts in it. Cool. And I 
have since met. Explains, There's a lady that explains <laughs> the like gear stenciling yeah. and stuff like that in your work. I always wondered what that was about. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Me too. I have no idea. I'll just make shit up. Um, so right behind where I live, I mean, you know where Hollingsworth is? Isn't that the, just what art it's is? It's a big body shop. It's right on Montgomery. We're Gum- Montgomery and, and is it, uh, Gaston. Is it? Do you know the name of it? Is it Hollingsworth. Oh, Hollingsworth. I know the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. I just I've, I've recently met the owner. Really nice lady and. Um, the reason why I said that is if you need a place to, to shoot some stuff, nice. she may be able to. Yeah, uh, it's nice. a big he's, shop. I mean, he's always looking for. Yeah. Um, it's for they've got subjects. they've got a nice. I mean, they basically takes up the entire block. Yeah, that yeah. building does so. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're you're talking about. I was talking to Michael on Thursday from the Tire City. Yeah, yeah. And he was he brought up. He's like, oh, this guy, you know, gave me this book. I'm like, well, he's got an exhibit. You should go say hi. Did he say? Did he swing by yesterday or no? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, tell you him should, that. You should, should, you should hit him up and, yeah. and tell him to come. Yeah, to come maybe I'll go. Yeah, over today. Tire City. Are you guys shopping for tires together? Yeah, yeah we got to. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I was just getting a tire fixed. But yeah, he's so, a really personal guy. He, is. he was really excited and thankful for the bucks. So yeah, he's real cool. He's yeah, really nice. Uh, that was guy. so. That's one yeah. uh, mechanic shops I've mm-hmm. photographed okay. is Tire City. I spent last semester doing that. Yeah. And you're talking about how combustion engines, you know, are gonna disappear probably not. Probably, yeah, but I would. I wouldn't even say that's like the main reason why I'm doing this work. That's an like interesting the long component end of it. Though, of it. Yeah. Well, I'm, what I'm getting at is Tire City. He was telling me that their lease is, you know, kind of wrapping up, and oh, no way. they might no. be. Um, I don't want to share too much information. They might, they might be closing it. They might not be, but they might be moving to another location. Okay. Is what he was saying. Gotcha. So, it's interesting to me that you're, you know, you're documenting things, but you don't know how maybe the layers or how impactful yeah. the work that you're doing is. Yeah, so. and I, I think that's yeah. like the more that's like I do in a sense I think I do realize how important yeah. it is because I'm doing it you know we were on the last bay farthest away from his office and he asked me to which I just met him he just uh-huh. asked me to go all the way to the other side of the building so he could show you show me his book that you gave him so that's awesome he was excited about that's it that's awesome that's really cool yeah he said it was like it's his family it's his dad's place and he was getting kind of a little bit in the details about it so yeah you documented something. Yeah. Well done, I guess. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I noticed when I was in the business for so long. Um, I think that eventually you're going to have to have some kind of a special permit to run uh, an internal combustion engine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they'll ever go away for collectors. No, but oh, no. For sure. So. Yeah. Um, but I'm also curious to see that because everything now runs on batteries and yep. there are so many of these um, minerals that are needed yep. and yeah. it's such a horrible process to mine them and the, mm-hmm. the, the people that they have yeah, mining it's, these it's, minerals. It's yeah. Dude. Um, yeah. Once, once people figure like out exactly where this power is coming from, there, there may be a little bit of a, of a backlash, but I yeah. think it's not going to be, I think it's not just going to be electric, it's going to be Hydrogen is going to yeah, be really big yeah. because there's going to be other things that come in. Yeah, there. I mean there are actually people that have already developed vehicles that run on water. Yeah, because um, yep. you can. We'll you can, talk about that. The CIA will yeah. get you. <laughs> 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 yeah, they come after us now. <laughs> 
we'll, we'll edit that part out. So. <laughs> cut that, cut that. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I I grew up in the in the seventies and you know love muscle cars and I totally yeah totally yeah. I, I my son and I rebuilt a, a 1973 Scout from the that's from awesome. the ground up you know big loud that's stinky a, truck <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of fun so I hope that you know it's it doesn't go away not me but, neither but well if it does at least we'll have good documentation yeah that's true we get some good photos <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright well yeah you guys want to promote anything else do you have anything else to come see the show if, or no this isn't going to be out it's not going to be out <laughs> yeah if you have a time machine come see the show yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah go back about two weeks and check the show out check it out on our socials um yeah follow us on instagram um actually before we wrap up i'll just edit film. this back in to the end but i wanted to talk to you will about the mm -hmm. about the mark making the painting right. element that is on a lot of these collage pieces that have the photograph it's it's a very distinct mark and yeah it looks like it maybe you may be using like a scraper or something like that to yeah. make this mark. Yeah, yeah. But so it's very it's very distinctively uh, Will Crutchfield. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that it's it's a uh, it's recognizable. You know, I um, spent like let's see, I've been working on this body of work for like three years, and like that that whole time, um, I've spent a lot of time like to, uh, refining like this like painting technique and like uh, figuring out how to get like the most uh, fidelity out of my like marks that I can yeah um, and that kind of thing so basically it's um, so yeah it, it, you're, you're correct it is it is subtractive um, and so I I, uh, I make a lot of my own uh, like scrapers a lot of my own like squeegee kind of tools um, typically I just take like a big plastic scraper um, and I like to I like to cut like little shapes into the edge of it and stuff so you get all of these nice like you know little streaks and like the the, the line has a nice like character um, to it and then uh, the uh, the the paint itself it's uh, acrylic paint. Um, it looks fairly transparent. Yeah, most of what you're it's using very, is very very diluted. It's actually um, like the uh, the mixture I use is like more uh, like glazing fluid than pigment most of the time. Um, like it's ve it's very like loose and very washy. Um, and then uh, the canvas that I work on has been uh, prepped to an eggshell finish, um, so it's gessoed and sanded until you can't feel the leaf of the canvas anymore. Um, and so that, like, when the paint doesn't uh, like sink into the weave, you can get like the sharpest, like, crispest lines possible. It's <laughs> a lot of sanding going oh, yeah. on there. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's why I said um, earlier that like the. Uh, the paintings are like a really like slow laborious process like i would i would say a good uh like at, at least at least half if not more of my studio practice is like is like just me like sanding and gessoing <laughs> was that the, is that that um, cloud that was like coming out from your studio from underneath the door probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, among other things <laughs> uh i knew i should have knocked on your door yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, sharing is caring. Yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, it was great talking to you guys. Um, yeah, thanks show, so much for having us on. Yeah, uh, thank the you show so came much. out really well. I'm, I'm excited for where you guys are in the future, and, and please keep in touch. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll give you a heads up um, you know, when our show's ready to. Yeah, ready yeah, to we're excited so for that. Absolutely, we man. We may do a little podcast from there. We need to discuss that too, but. Yeah. 
Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take it easy. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to have anybody interviewed or if you have any questions or comments, please hit us up on Instagram at the10frame.